Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, Eric Bischoff here and just want to call a quick time out. I want to tell your listeners about what I've been telling everybody at over at 83 Weeks quite a while now about all the cool things that are happening over at adfreeshows.com. We're kicking off 2023 with an all-new edition of Title Chase as Conrad dives into the moments, memories, and matches of the 10 pounds of silver, the NWA U.S. Heavyweight Championship. Man, I am doing great. Uh, like my friend Steve Kern likes to say, gratitude is the attitude, and that's where I'm at. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, I had a blast talking about the old WCW Heavyweight Championship with you recently, and we thought, hey, let's uh, let's get down a rabbit hole about something maybe a little more old school. Tell everybody what you're holding there. I am holding the 10 pounds of silver NWA United States Heavyweight Championship belt. We get a peek behind the curtain on an all-new edition of The Insiders as Conrad sits down with former WWE writer and current Impact producer Jimmy Jacobs. You start to realize that you're one weird interaction with events away from being in the doghouse or being fired. And then you just start to behave in a way to try to not get fired and then your ideas become ideas in an effort to not get fired and pretty soon you have a whole bunch of people that are playing to not lose no spray tans necessary on our latest premium watch along event as eric bischoff and nick patrick sat down for the first time ever to discuss what really happened in one of the biggest and most infamous main events in history starcade 97 it's been 25 years since it happened, and this is the first time that we've ever talked about. It. Nobody came to me that night after the match in the locker room, on the at the TV the next day. You know, it was just we we, we just moved on from it. You know, and uh, uh, but uh, I, I did what I was supposed to do out of out, out of the deal. You know, I don't know what was told in the production meeting, what people were expecting. And you know, I was getting pulled. I was getting pulled from from two different sides. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules. Because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? This is Marcus D'Angelo, and this is The Snake Pit with Jake Roberts. And Jake, what a nice way to welcome our listeners. Well, I thought you might like that. It was for you. It wasn't for our listeners. Oh, okay. well, hey, that's fine. You know, I, I need that kind of stuff. Keep me on my toes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, was a, it was a great Christmas, man. You know, I was very fortunate. I mean, I love doing this, so maybe some people don't, but if you don't, you're an asshole. Because <laughs> uh, basically we we went to San Antonio with AEW and uh, I was lucky enough to be able to hand out food to fifteen hundred people. Fifteen hundred yeah, people. Fifteen hundred people. We had five lines, 
So actually, I held, I took care of about three hundred or or more. I think more, but Dude, uh, that is incredible. Everybody wanted in my line, <laughs> and uh, you know, we, we we picked a bad time to do it because it was like you know twenty five degrees. It was friggin' cold, man. And where did they put Jake? Let's let Jake hand out the frozen turkeys. Oh, no. Oh, no. So your hands were a couple frozen turkeys. No, we'll see. I bought these great pair of gloves, man, in Cody, Wyoming. They are ready for cold, okay? Yep. And I bought them. They were like 175 bucks for a pair of gloves. I couldn't believe I did it. But when I put them on, it was like instant orgasm. (laughs) I mean, they were just so cozy and warm. But, of course, dumbass me didn't take them with me. So I didn't have them. So, yes, my hands were frozen like a piece of like two rocks of ice, man. But I tell you what, it was worth it because every time you, you put food in a car, you'd see these smiles from these people and realize just how happy they were because they were literally giving these people two weeks worth of food. That's a lot of damn food, bro. That is a ton of food. I mean, they were giving them uh, 40-pound boxes of uh, sweet potatoes, two to each car. Wow. 80 pounds of potatoes, man. They'd given them like 20 bags of beans and rice and, you know, right down the line, man. So they hooked them up big time, and it was just seeing their smiles and hearing the thank yous and uh, the police Navidad, which I kept saying Felix the cat, uh, <laughs> you know, cause I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> don't claim to know how. So I just went with Felix the cat, Felix the cat, you know, yeah, well, hey, close enough, close man, enough. you got a cool shirt on. You know, I, I was just, I was just about to say the same thing to you, Jake, you got a cool shirt oh. on, but check this out, man. A classic is back. It's the old oh. school. Ice cream yeah. bar with a little yeah. school flavor. And man, that you gotta way, you two can eat me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That's that should have been the tagline on the website. We gotta right. get our guy to change eat me. that. Eat me. <laughs> eat me, Jake Roberts. That kind of goes along with to know me is to blow me. <laughs> I'm sorry about that one, folks. So uh, I'll tell you what, guys, you can get your hands on these shirts. This one, the one Jake is wearing, we've got yeah. one more. It's an awesome looking trust me shirt. Yeah. Okay at boxofgimmicks.com. Get over there and check it out. We know you've got some extra Christmas money now that, that the new year is here. So come on, use it on something you well, actually want. The bottom line is, if you don't want to be a turd, buy one. Man, simply and beautifully put, eloquently put, Jake, yeah. if you don't want to be a turd, just go get a damn shirt. Yeah, and, get uh, yourself. <laughs> and Jake, I mentioned it. It's the new year. Uh, you got any yeah. resolutions you'd like to share with our audience? I have tons of resolutions, man. So what do you the think? The first of- one is I've got to finish my book. That's a big one. I've got to finish it. I apologize to those people out there that have been waiting. But, you know, for me, writing a book is like writing from my heart. And sometimes my heart doesn't feel like talking, you know? Right. And uh, especially with what's happened in the past few weeks, my my car burning up. Boy, man, that hurt. I'm sitting there, have to stand there and watch your favorite dream burn up. Oh, you know, just awful, dude. I can't imagine it. Forget about the money. I mean, there was 60, 70 grand that just went up in flames, you know, and no fault of mine, but uh, somebody's fault. And uh, we'll find out in court who wins that one. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what. It sounds like a layup for you or it should be. Oh, it is. uh, It's a slam dunk, man. You don't you don't work on a car for 14 months and then deliver it. And it burns up with less than 20 miles on it. Yep. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Somebody didn't do something right. Man. I'm sorry that it happened to the person, but they need to, they need to stand up and take the blame and just get on with it. You know, do the next right thing. That's what I always say. Do the next right thing. Yep. If you live like that, you'll be okay. Now that's a resolution to live by. You know, yes. do the yes. next right thing for yes. the remainder of 2023. I'm stealing that. That's going to be my resolution. Do the it, next man. right thing, 2023. Yeah. I have um, a couple other resolutions. I, I've been kind of slacking off on the DDPY yoga. I need to get back on it. Yep. Uh, if you don't, if you if you don't use it, you lose it. So I want to use it. 
Man, I don't, lot. I don't think we've plugged it on here enough. That DDP yoga, it works wonders. I've it's done it. Uh, I know you've you've done it worked wonders for you. So check it out, DDP I yoga. Almost eighty pounds doing it, man. So I mean, that's incredible. That is remarkable. It changed Just my whole life, up. man. I mean, you go from being a big bliffet laying in the floor and you can't hardly get up to being able to do all sorts of stuff. You know, I mean, being able to pop up, do push ups, drop down, get it again. You know, I mean, hell, I was ready to get back in the ring there for a while. What was, which was what I was doing. I was training, trying to get back in shape to do the Royal Rumble, but they never called me. You know. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, Jake, because that is a big part of our notes this week, uh, and I'm excited about this topic. Well, I, I did a little segue there, you know. So, well, hey, that was nicely done. You I'm know, glad you caught that. I can tell you've been in the business for like 40 years. You're you're pretty good at this stuff, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I get lucky every now and then. Even the blind dog finds a, finds an acre every now and then. Man, like I said, it is a fun one this week. Uh, you know, following your incredible journey into sobriety, uh, thanks to DDP and the accountability crib. What do we have there? I don't <laughs> give a sip. <laughs> well, it's. It, I think our audience is going to give a sip this week. Uh, yeah. Because, man, it's. And by the way, you know, I mentioned that it's. This is all post your incredible yeah. journey into sobriety. The fans can get the full story of that on the resurrection of Jake the Snake, which is available everywhere. Grab it on Amazon or wherever now. Uh, it's an, an incredible, incredible documentary. And all of a sudden, Jake, you find yourself welcome back into the fold in WWE in early 2014, yeah. and you get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Stuff. You know, I, I was uh, in DDP's you know, crib, man, and I get the phone call from Hunter, and he's like, and I thought he was calling for the, the Royal Rumble, and because I'd really, like I said, I'd been training hard for it, and I told Dallas, man, I'm going to get this, I've got it, I know I've got it, look at me, you know, and I was, I was in the best shape I'd been in in 20 years, easily, and uh but Hunter said, Jake, uh, we'd like to induct you into the Hall of Fame. I'm like, holy shit. Which caught me off guard, man. And it took it took probably two or three days for it to soak in, you know? Because you hear it, but you don't believe it. And then you hear it, and you think, really? Now? You know? And uh, I've been waiting a long time to go into the Hall of Fame. You know, I really had. And uh, I, I, I even made a T-shirt up to commemorate me going into the Hall of Fame. It said, finally, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> St. Roberts goes into the Hall of Fame, which I sold the, I sold the piss out of that thing. But, uh, yeah, I got the, got the message. And uh, so immediately I knew that I had to tell Dallas. And at the time, we were still filming everything we did. So I got a hold of Steve, Steve U, and uh, had him come over and get ready for this announcement. And uh, Dallas, of course, was up, you know, being the diva that he is, he was still upstairs pimping himself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he does what he does, but he does it really well. That's Dallas, brother. Yeah, man, he makes sure he's right. But uh, <laughs> he uh, he was in his bedroom, and I walk in, I said, dude, I got to talk to you. And I said, no. WWE just called me. He's like, what? 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 What for? I said, "Well, they're not going to let me go into the Royal Rumble, man." And he's like, "Oh no, man!" And he knew how bad I wanted that. Yeah. He's like, "Jake, I'm so sorry, man. You just got to keep moving forward, Jake. Do the next right thing. Come on, man. You got this. Don't let this get you down. You know, it's not a failure. Maybe next year." I said, "Yeah, they told me I couldn't go." Go into the Royal Rumble, but they will induct me into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and he's like, what? 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 I said, yeah, yeah, man. They want me to go into the Hall of Fame. And he lost it, man. He started crying and everything, man. He's very emotional at times. And so am I. I'm, I'm, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, man. And, and I'm not ashamed of it either, man. And big men cry too. But, uh, no doubt. You know, just keeping it real. If you're keeping it real, you're going to cry, you know, unless you have a stone heart. Right. And uh, if you have a stone heart, you're in a bad spot, man. But anyway, so I'm going to go into the Hall of Fame. So, man, I am ready. I'm going to get ready. I'm going to blow people's mind. So I called my uh, suit maker, had him come over to the house. And uh, 
we put together this snakeskin tux, and uh, it was really cool, you know, with the snakeskin lapel and the and the thing that you wear under it was all snakeskin. Right. And just to top it off, man, he knew that I had a grandson that's, you know, he's got he's got issues, man. He he struggles with a lot of things, man. He's had about twenty surgeries. He's getting ready to have a really complicated back surgery oh man uh it's going to take nine hours because they're going to be man. working on his spine because he's got a limp man and uh they've tried everything this is this is what's going to do it but uh you know he was just a little tot then so they actually surprised me by making him a little tuxedo too which is so cool man because if you if you watch the watch my induction i bring him up on stage we've got a clip uh, of it this week yeah, yeah yeah man check it out man he was looking sharp man dude chicks were cool. hitting on him i thought they were hitting on me but they were hitting on him <laughs> it's just, always that way with me man just too uh, cool and you know the fact that you got inducted into the hall of fame after your incredible journey is yeah. i mean just uh, so poetic and we'll get into that here shortly um i wanted to do a little bit of build up before we get to the uh, hall of right. fame and, and that'll that'll include your appearance on raw but first you know you'd mentioned this this royal rumble as, as being your ambition yeah. um at, at what point over the course of your recovery did, did you start saying okay i want to be in the royal rumble probably a year in a year in after I'd started having long stretches of sobriety, um, that first year, I think I screwed up twice, maybe three times. And uh, it was getting better. My head was clearer. Uh, my workouts were starting to pick up. Uh, not only was I doing DDPY yoga, but after I got through with that, I would go to the gym and put in another hour. You know, so I was pushing pretty hard for for an old fart, you know, but, uh, it was, it wasn't easy, but it was something I really wanted. You know, I always wanted that opportunity to tell the fans goodbye. Yep. You know, uh, especially after what they had just done for me, they'd, they'd paid for my surgery to have my shoulder repaired and yes. you know, it was in good shape now. And, uh, that blew me away when that happened, uh, when the fans came up on the, what's it called? The, uh, In Indiegogo. Indiegogo. Yeah, you were using. That's yeah. what we did. And, uh, we asked for a certain amount and hell within 24 hours, it, it was already there. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That to, blew me away, man. According to my research, it was like 30 grand got raised inside yeah. of 24. Just incredible. And yeah. really speaks to how much the fans still I, love you to this day. Yeah, it really blew me away. You know, I mean, you got to remember where I was at, man. Uh, I went from hating myself. I was still in the hate mode on myself, you know, because I was getting shaped. And I'd look at myself and say, why didn't you fucking take care of yourself? Why didn't you do this, Jake? No, instead you had to smoke crack and fucking drink and fucking take pills. Yeah, you had a hell of a life going on now, didn't you? You know, and, uh, but people that have been there understand how tough to break that, that cycle of addiction. And, uh, I was in the process of breaking it. Yep. And, uh, I'd gotten to a good spot, but hell, man, because I was like a year and a half in. Yeah, at the time, at the time, almost actually almost two years in at the time. But I had been clean for I think at the time I'd been clean for about eight months, and uh, felt pretty damn good about that. I still wasn't happy with the memories. You know, sometimes the hardest thing for me to do. In this whole process of getting sober was forgiving myself because I just couldn't do it, man. I couldn't forgive myself for screwing up my family, screwing over them, screwing over everybody that came in contact with me, man. I, I was, a, I was an addict and that's what addicts do. They use people, mm -hmm. you know, they use them so you can get that next hit and next drink, whatever. But, um, I still hate myself in Dallas. You know, he, he got on me pretty hard about that. And hell, for a while there, he made me go to the mirror every day and look at the mirror and say, I like you, <laughs> <laughs> which I found incredibly hard. 
and uh, it took it took several months of doing that before I started to actually like myself again. But uh, that was yeah, that was close to two years in, man, before I started liking myself again. So. And it's true, you know, if, if you oh, can't, it is true, man. if you can't like yourself, then why do you want to do anything for yourself? Yeah. You know, you're not um, going to get better not liking yourself. You know, as long as that hate, that hate and then, oh, the shame, trying to break the shame, how ashamed I was, you know, it was really hard for me to look people in the eye because I knew what I was, especially fans, because the fans said, man, we love you so much. And I'm thinking to myself, you don't know me, man. You don't know how fucking wrong I am right now. I'm a junkie, man. I'm a drunk. And you're telling me I love you? And you want me to hold your child while you take a picture? Oh, my God. Are you serious? You know, it just it made me want to throw up. Hard thing to come to terms with. But, you know, again, it really kind of speaks to, like, what an impression you made. And, you know, I've, yeah. I've said it a couple of times on this podcast that you're a big part of people's childhoods. And yeah. it's that's that's still how they look at, you know, a borderline father figure for a lot of people, you know, someone yeah. we saw on a that's weekly true, basis man. and loved, you know. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Um, so I know that you wanted to get into the Rumble, and interestingly, um, at WrestleCade in December 2013, you actually got physical with Stro in the ring. I think it uh, used to be Mike yeah. in WCW, and you gave him yeah. a DDT. I mean, yeah. like you know, you were getting physical in the ring. It seemed like you were you were ready to go. You had I was mentioned moving oh, in the right yeah. direction. You, you oh, had mentioned yeah. DDP yoga. Were you doing anything else uh, as far as getting your body kind of ready for? Oh yeah, I was going to the gym. Yeah, I was going to the gym and working out with the iron. Uh, I didn't need to get in the ring to get myself ready. Uh, I knew what to do in the ring. You know, I, I, I never had a problem in the ring performing. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just something that come naturally to me. And uh, my problem was once I got out of the ring, <laughs> that's when the shit started. <laughs> right. Because uh, it was hard for me to to come down from the, the high that you get from work. You know, people don't understand uh, until you've been there. There's a lot coming at you, man, when you're in front of, you know, it doesn't matter if it's 500 people or, or, or 50,000 people. You get that adrenaline rush from the people, man, and you get that love from the people, man, and all of a sudden you're not 6'5 anymore. You're 10'5". Mm -hmm. You know, you're 700 pounds and nothing in the world can stop you. You can break anybody's neck you want to. You can tear up the world. You can destroy a house with nothing in your hands but your fist. Just walk through there and just boom, wall down, wall down, boom, break chairs, break furniture. You can do it all. You can do it all. And then to go the other way to where you can't do shit because you're a junkie and a drunk. And... It's hard to get over. It's, yep. it's, it's really hard to forgive yourself. And uh, that's what I struggled out with, was forgiving myself. Hard to come to terms with, but it's, I mean, you know, look, you, you must have made some kind of an impression here at WrestleCade or along the, the course of your journey, because yeah. as you mentioned, you got the call about returning to Raw. Now, when they called you, was it calling you just to ask you to appear on Raw, or did they mention the yeah, whole name during just that? just Raw just for Rod just at the time. and was yeah. it was it vince or hunter uh i believe it was uh mark carino oh okay and just pitched you the right idea there was no mention of the hall of fame at this point at no all. not at all well, basically, okay. basically they, they just pitched the thing they want me to come in and do a favor for for uh randy orton uh, which is a fun scene. We're about to play that clip real quick. But before we do, um, I did want to ask, uh, uh, did you mention to Carano any desire to be in, in the Rumble at this time or just okay? Sure, yeah. I did. Yeah? Sure, I did. Yeah, I, told, I told him whenever I seen Vince, I was getting ready for the Rumble. Yeah. We met at, you know, backstage after I'd done my bit. 
because they brought me in and they wanted it to be a surprise, not only for the fans, but for everybody. So they stuck me into town and then they stuck me in a, a bus and I sat in the bus for like eight hours <laughs> by myself, <laughs> twiddling my thumbs, you know, at that oh, man. And uh, about once every four hours, they'd send somebody out to check on me, make sure I didn't need anything like a gun to blow my brains out. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to? You know, it's like, a bus. Jesus Christ, man. Because I'm hearing voices outside the bus. I'm thinking, who's that? Let me think, who is that? I couldn't figure it out. But anyway. <laughs> well, uh, I mentioned we got the clip, and I'm going to play it right now. Uh, yeah. What a fun moment. What a huge ovation. And a lot of fans at this time, I, I remember, were saying, like, he's going to be in the Rumble. He's yeah. He made his appearance. He's going to be in it. So let's check yeah. it out. such a fun moment it was a great time man it's really funny cm punk fucking uh tells mox the snake shit on your chest <laughs> and mox just fucking burst he's just grinning from ear to ear he couldn't <laughs> hold it man man and i think a big part of that has got to be like here's this guy i watched growing up and his whole thing was the snake and it was so iconic yeah. and now now it's happening to me in the ring the snake shits on him i mean anybody yeah. would be laughing here right yeah, it was great, man. What a great moment for me walking down that damn thing, man. There's the people were screaming so loud it was deafening. You know, and what a rush I got, man. It felt like my hair was growing, it felt like my skin was just on fire. You know, and it just it took my breath away, man. You can see me walking down there. I should have been more serious about that moment, but I couldn't. I was just so much joy that was flooding me because I had come back. I'd come back from the gates of hell. And here I was. I mean, a huge audience, a giant reaction. And I have to ask, too, you know, you're backstage for the first time. Um, yeah. what, what is this the first time that you've seen Vince in like a decade or so, yeah. right? Yeah. Since your sure last appearance uh, yeah. with Randy Orton, right? Right, right. Yeah, which is which is wild. I mean, what's your interaction like with Vince? Just a handshake. I'm glad to have you back home. That's, all, that's what I got, you know. Man, I, I think everybody was uh, happy to have you home. Um, let me. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad in a way because a lot of the guys had already left because that was the last match and the last you know they were getting out of the building before they got caught in the crowd. So my friend Ted DiBiase had already left, and uh, of course DDP was there, knew what was going down. So, so it was it was really crazy. Well, let me uh, read this from The Observer real quick from the January 20th, 2014 edition. Uh, the appearance of Jake Roberts is a one-time deal. That's not to say that he can't be added to the Rumble or Hall of Fame, just that no deal has been put in place for either, for either yet. Usually when it comes to the outside guests for Rumble, they don't even make the calls until the last week or so because the decisions aren't made until then and because they don't want to, the surprises to leak out, even though they always do. 
Roberts was telling people the reason Ambrose was smiling was uh, when the snake was on him was because the snake shit on his chest and Punk told him and he couldn't help but laugh. Um, so we, we covered that and, and how uh, how amused Moxley was. Now, yeah. uh, what what were your interactions like with the talents backstage? I have to imagine they were absolutely thrilled to see you there. You know, that was the sad part because they were a few of them came up uh, road dog. But that was about it, man. Um, so the younger talent wasn't all excited. They were, coming they were just looking at me and just really smiling, but they're like, it's like they were afraid to talk to me or something. I don't know, man. I get that a lot. You know, <laughs> Even I, nowadays. Just, yeah. Especially nowadays. You know, I don't know if it's the voice or the way I carry myself, but, there's not much interaction with uh, the younger talent. There's a few guys at AEW that, that welcome me uh, being there. And everybody's kind to me. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, that's it. And I'd like so much more. You know, I would. I wish AEW would use me in a position where I was helping people with interviews and, uh, and stuff. Because I do know how to do that. And uh, I can certainly help. Uh, a few people that are struggling and there are a few that struggle, you know, and uh, you can always get better on your interviews. You're never great. Right. Uh, you know, it's like uh, Dory Funk once told me that if you ever think you've had the great, a perfect match, and I feel the same way about interviews, then you should go backstage, take off your trunks, take off your boots, your socks, put them in a pile, spray liner food, fluid on them and burn them because you don't deserve to be in the ring anymore. If you think you've had a perfect match because there's no such thing as a perfect match you can always make it a little better the same way the interviews. Yeah. And you know, I think that once you start to get it in your head, like, Hey, I'm perfect. I don't need any help. Everything is great. All of a sudden there's, there's, you don't, you don't improve anymore. Right. No, like, yeah, that attitude you won't. Right. You, know, um, you should always be, sucking it in, drawing it in, trying to chew up more information. You know, there's always a different way to do something. Well, I will say, uh, you know, Moxley's kind of unhinged, crazy promo style at this time. And now it uh, gets compared to you an awful lot. Did you see that in him at the time? I saw that he had, he had command of the mic. He knew what he was doing. Yep. You know, it's, uh, he's never asked me for help. And that's okay too. You know, he's, he's in a good spot and he's handling it. He's done some, he's done a couple of interviews that I, I thought were just unbelievably over the top good. Clearly, clearly very skilled on the mic, skilled in the yes, ring. He he's he's a fun guy to watch. Absolutely. Um, so how did you leave things on that night? Was it basically just like, okay, we'll stay that in touch? Thing? See you. Thank you. Wow. That was it. Yeah, after spending eight hours in that bus, you'd think you might get a ham sandwich or something. <laughs> <laughs> well who told you eventually you know I, i'm sure you're still eyeing the royal rumble at this time which is january yeah. 26th yeah uh who who told you like hey man we're not doing it how did that uh come? hunter hunter called you yeah whenever he wanted me to come into the hall of fame that's when they told me that you know the royal rumble wasn't going to happen did he give you any reason why no mm, just not no. happening no how did how did you feel about it? You you it had hurt. it set as a goal, yeah. It hurt, man, because uh, I thought I was ready. Were you still optimistic that maybe you could do something with WWE in the ring at some point? No, no. You know, there comes a time where even as good as you are, or as great as you are, that you take away from the show with your presence. Mm. and they don't want the fans focusing on this old fart here. They want the fans focusing on the new talent, right. cheering them on. And uh, that happened during the Randy Orton thing. When we did the Randy Orton thing, the people wouldn't stop chanting, we want Jake. They finally had to go out and tell the fans that, hey, Jake's going to come back in the main event. But for the time being, please stop chanting. We want Jake. We got a TV show we have to do <laughs> because they just wouldn't stop. And I do remember hearing that going. you came back out, right? Yeah, I went back out and dumped the snake on somebody, and that was it. 
Man, I think that was 2006, 2007. <coughs> yeah. Man, what a what a cool moment. Well, I'm sure we'll cover that at some point. Um, but real quick, Jake, let's run a quick timeout and talk about our pals over at Jimmy's Famous Seafood and how oh you and how you can get it brought straight to your door. So look, you know, Christmas is over, but that doesn't mean that you can't <coughs> be eating like a king. Am I right? Damn straight, man. That eating Jimmy's is like Christmas. It could be Christmas in January. Why not? Damn straight. Uh, you know, Jake, it's, there's a reason that Jimmy's is famous, and it's they aren't just Baltimore's best. They're not just Maryland's best, but oh, they man. have all the best in the country when it comes to they're making strap cakes. Yeah, soups, chowders, oysters. I don't know any wrestler that's ever been there, and, and just about everybody's been there doesn't think that's the best fucking place in the world to eat. And uh, you just said it, any wrestler that's ever been there, anytime wrestlers are in town, it's it's an automatic, we're going to Jimmy's, period. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's number one on the list after you get your rental car. No debate, we're going to Jimmy's. <laughs> and there's, I mean, look, they've been in business for over 40 years. They've been featured on Diners, dri- Dive-ins, Drive-ins and Dives, Beat Bobby Flay, and, and plenty more. And Jake, guess what? Our listeners across the country can enjoy what Jimmy's has to offer because they ship food everywhere, nationwide. I'm going to give that a shot. Have to, right? I am. I've got to, man. I mean, you know, so Christmas, Christmas Eve. Guess what? I surprised my in-laws. I ordered Jimmy's famous seafood. I used our promo code Snake for free shipping. And uh, oh, let me tell you, let me tell you, I got in good with the in-laws. I know you did, bro. <laughs> Damn, you gotta suck up, man. Yeah, dude, you got you got to. What could be better <laughs> than having a gift box or a bundle of fine cuisine delivered straight to your door? Uh, you've got to try the famous gift box. It includes four of the world's best colossal Maryland crab cakes, two different crab soups, crab dip, seafood seasoning, and their signature bay sauce. Or hey, how about the uh, tailgate bundle for football season, right? You can get oh, two pounds smart. of wings. You can get a full rack of barbecue ribs, a pint of crab dip, crab cake mix, or better yet, Jake, how about create your own box and get everything you want with your order? Man, how about bringing me some right now? <laughs> <laughs> we got we to gotta quit doing this promo in the middle of the show, man. I'm hungry now. I, I was just about to say, I need a napkin talking about this stuff. I'm starting well, shit, to drool. Um, moist. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the best part, Jake. Our listeners can enjoy free two-day shipping nationwide on orders over $125. I mean, look, oh, if, you're, if you're taking your wife out to dinner to a nice restaurant, you're going to spend no. $125 easy. Absolutely. Just like that. Absolutely. Why not just why not stay home in your PJs and have it come right to your door? Get right? the best shit going, man. All you got to do is go to jimmysfamousseafood.com and use the promo code SNAKE. That's jimmysfamousseafood.com and promo code SNAKE, S-N-A-K-E, and you can get free two-day shipping nationwide. One more time, Jake. That's jimmysfamousseafood.com and the promo code is SNAKE. All right. Uh, we've got this from the January 27, 2014 Observer. A potential Hall of Fame issue was averted when Jake Roberts apologized to the Ultimate Warrior. Roberts had been on the Busted Open radio show when Warrior going into the Hall of Fame was brought up, and the host indicated that Roberts deserved the spot ahead of Warrior. He said, I don't know, man, or I know, man, I know that, but maybe they're taking in assholes and not great talents. I don't know. Um, which is I hilarious. Said that. <laughs> you said that on Busted Open Radio. Gee, you know what? I, I meant it at the time. <laughs> well, your comments, uh, they resulted in an angry response from Warrior on Twitter, and you promptly issued a, a really nice, kind apology and said that you're just well, trying to be entertaining. Let's, let's wait now. Uh, I did apologize for the interview, but he's the one that apologized to me backstage. Yes, yes, it, it uh. And the induction, as I was going up to blindside him, because I was going to drop him. And thank God I did. Because he turned and said, Jake, I need to talk to you. i got to apologize to you, man. He said, I know I really screwed you over bad, man. And I really, really sincerely mean this. I am so sorry. So very sorry. And that totally disarmed me, man. How are you going to punch the guy after he says that? No, I mean, you can't. You can't, man. You know, and uh, he wound up uh, meeting my family and uh, treating them like gold. I hate what happened to him. Oh. Uh, especially to his girls. They have to stand there and watch their father die in the damn parking lot. Are you serious? I mean. Uh, Awful. Oh, my God. 
I mean, I, I hate to think what could have happened if I'd hit him, man. Uh, thank God. Thank God. He might have killed him. Man. <laughs> I'd be in prison somewhere man, for killing an ultimate warrior. Man, terrifying. That's the last thing anybody, I mean, I don't want to hurt. I, there's not many people I'd want to drop like that. In fact, nobody. No, no, of course. There's a, there's a pretty good list of people I'd like to clock, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all got a, a list of people that, yeah. that have it coming, but man, yeah. thank God you aired on the side of college. Thank God that, you know, he did something that was pretty out of character for him at the yeah. time, or yeah, at least I out of character. Blew my you mind. It completely blew my mind when he apologized to me because that's just not the ultimate warrior. So uh, after this radio interview, you did issue the apology, but as you mentioned, you still had these hard feelings. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. I, is it safe to assume that WWE asked you to issue that apology? No. Uh, no, no, you just did it. I just did it, man. You it doesn't. was the wrong thing to say. It's understandable that you'd feel the way you did. Even if it was true. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it was and true. And it was true. <laughs> well, Jake, it was I mean, announced. Let's, let's, let's be real. WWE has put a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that shouldn't ever be there. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, there's there's a long list of those. I but ask I'm, not you going there. I'm not no, going no. there. I'm not going there. Um, well, your honor is announced on January 27, 2014 on Raw, and it's they, they have put together this awesome video package. So, I mean, after all these years of accomplishment and struggle and this redemption, I mean, what does this mean to you, Jake? It meant the world to me. It really did. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you, you look at a map and, uh, you know, you want to go from the West Coast to the East Coast and man, you get on that road there and you know, then all of a sudden you hit a bump in the road and you fall off the horse or whatever and you get back up on it and you struggle some more and you some more and you screw up again and you get back up on your horse and do it some more then you train your ass off, get yourself in shape, lose 80 pounds, fight like a son of a bitch to get to that and even when you, once you get there, it's not solidified until you get that phone call and they invite you in, you know, because if they hadn't invited me in, you know, I, you know, I would just been really, really devastated, you know, but at the time I was pretty angry and, uh, I noticed that the so more sober I got, the less anger I had. And, uh, cause most of it was directed at myself. Um, I didn't blame WWE for what happened to me. It was me, you know, my issues, the issues that I had not taken care of. That's why I tell people, you've got to take care of this shit, man. If you've had something happen to you, you've got to bring it to the light, man. You can't lock it up in a closet and not talk about it because it don't work because it will start knocking on your brain, man, wanting some attention and to shut it up. You're going to pick up. You know, pick up your drug or pick up your drink, or pop a couple of pills so you don't feel like that anymore. You know, and that's that's what I did. You know, I was trying to hide. I was trying to hide the stuff that had happened to me as a kid. And then I tried to hide the stuff that I, I'd done to myself. I tried to hide the stuff of cheating on my wife. And these are things that had to be brought to life and dealt with. And I'm happy to say that my wife is such a great woman, unbelievably great woman, because she was able to forgive me for my mistakes and my my bullshit. You know, and uh, I honestly don't know if I can do the same. I like I like to think that I could, but I'm just not sure. I mean, but, incredible uh, strength. Incredible we're, strength from her. We're happy now. Very, very happy. We're going to get married someday. Relatively soon. Not soon enough for me, but it's taking time, you know, but we've been back together now two years and uh, she did get me a, a little ring here, a little turquoise ring and silver. That is too cool. kind of to warm up. Oh, and she did buy this too. Oh man, she's, she's hooking oh, you yeah, up. She, oh, wait, wait, wait. Just don't forget this bling too. I got to get my wife in touch with her. 
I gotta yeah, stay. <laughs> she, she likes to play dress up with me. I don't know if she just didn't get enough dolls when she was a kid or what. <laughs> she gets me clothes too, plays dress up. Dude, it's so cool that you and, and Cheryl have, have reunited uh, oh all these God. years later. You and... have no idea how cool it is, man. Man, unbelievable. Uh, the fans online, I see it all the time where they're like, you know, it's, it's uh, again, they grew up watching not just you, but Cheryl too during that, that entire period yeah. of time. And yeah. so it's, man, people are thrilled about it. Uh, and I'll tell you something I was thrilled about here is Scott Hall was also announced as being inducted the same yeah. year shortly after yeah. you. Man, it's after all the struggle and uh, both of you went through and then DVP's yes. help. I mean, what did it mean to you to go in along with Scott? <sighs> Dreams do come true. You know, and uh, to be honored with Scott was uh, you couldn't get no better. You know, we had a we had a great group going in. Yeah, uh, man, just an incredible group. Um, March 10th, uh, 2014 Observer, uh, they note that DDP sent out a release saying that he had accepted the offer to induct you into the Hall of Fame. It just yeah. feels like everything's coming together for this thing, does it not? It does, man. It's like this is what is supposed to have happened to you, Jake, years ago, but we're going to put it back together. And, uh, you know, you couldn't have written a better script. No way. Hollywood, Hollywood couldn't have written a better script of putting it together and having it happen uh, with my sobriety, Scott's sobriety at the time. You know, nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow, but today I'm sober. And uh, I feel absolutely wonderful. I thank God. I thank Cheryl. I thank DDV. I thank the fans. Uh, I thank my, my daughters, the, my sons, for for welcoming me back into the family. My grandchildren, man. The only mistake I made at Christmas. Here, here's another New Year's resolution thing. Do not take teenage girls to the mall. Oh no. Oh no, Jake. I, I took three teenage girls and a, a young boy to the mall to go shopping for Christmas. And I got to take out another mortgage on the house. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't too bad there, man. It, I you know it wasn't bad at all, but that wasn't it. It's just the fact that you got to go here, 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 there, here, here. And of course, it's the mall at Christmas. Oh, man. You know what the mall was like a week before Christmas? Insanity. Oh, my God. One of the largest malls in the world. We were in Dallas, man, and uh, we were right in the middle of it, man. But I, I held on for three hours and because uh, we have an early Christmas with the grandkids. Because uh, with the families the way they are, man, there's about three or four Christmases, you know, that you have to do. Because <laughs> you got your children spread out all over the world. And uh, this was, you know, Dallas and, and, and six of my grandkids. And Cheryl and I went out there and spent a few days and uh, went shopping, like I said. We had a Christmas dinner together. And uh, we also went and watched volleyball for four hours while uh, one of my granddaughters performed. Man. And uh, she, she's something else, man. She's, uh, she's a good ball player. Is she tall like you? Yes, yeah, she is. She's a rail, just like I was when I was a kid, man. Tall and thin. That's a but good recipe for rival. Damn straight, man. A couple of years, she'll be spiking the hell out of it. Dude, too cool. Uh, now, I wanted to ask, too, while you're in the mall, are you getting approached by fans constantly? A few. Around? A few, yeah. 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 I try not to make eye contact. <laughs> I mean, you're there with your family. People have got to yeah. know. If, come you, on. If, you, if you make eye contact, they're going to take the time for their brain to think about who that is. Yep. But if you don't make eye contact, you can pretty much make your way through the mall without being bothered. Ooh, man. Head down. Keep your eyes down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your eyes down and, uh, you know, try not to have any moments where your your arms are flailing or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jake, uh, April 5th arrives, and uh, it's it's the moment we've been building toward here. It's the day of your induction at the Smoothie yeah. King Center in New Orleans. You're inducted, of course, alongside Scott Warrior, Carlos Colon, Paul Bear, Lita, and Mr. T. That is a hell of a group, isn't it? It is a great group, man. Um, what's it like behind the scenes at an event like this? It's pretty quiet. Pretty quiet. You know, they want you focused and uh, focused on your speech. Uh I did typical Jake. Uh, they, the day of, they 
put two writers with me to write my speech. And they would tell me that, yeah, you talk about this and we're going to put this up on the Tron. You talk about this and we're going to put that up on the Tron. You talk about this, we'll put that up on the Tron. Okay, okay. And they wrote it all out, what they wanted me to say. And I had it in my hand. And I guess I dropped it accidentally. <laughs> uh, accidentally on purpose? Yeah, on the way to the podium. And <laughs> I just said what my heart felt. And uh, I'm, I'm proud of myself for doing that. Because I wanted the people to know how I felt, not how somebody else felt. You're one of the greatest yeah. storytellers ever in wrestling. And, you know, yeah. it's who better to, to give a fantastic speech. And you did, you know, uh, you talked about yeah. your love of the business, struggles yeah. with addiction, Dallas yeah. saving your life. You gave a yeah. shout out to the fans that showed you the incredible support with that Indiegogo. Yeah. Um, and maybe the most memorable part of it, in my opinion, uh, a moment that I count among some of the best ever in uh, the history of the Hall of Fame is when you were able to bring up your 18 month old grandchild. Yeah. And we actually I've got the clip of that ready if uh, it's oh, about man. two minutes. Uh, and dude, it's if this doesn't pull your heartstrings, you better check your pulse. Little fucker, try to take the microphone from me. <laughs> My hero is uh, 18 months old. He, um, where's he at? Right there. Bring him, bring him up here. This young man has a sister out there. Look, he wants me to shut up. And uh, he weighed 1.8 when he was born. His sister weighed 1.11. They've had 10 surgeries each. They're still fed by tubes. And Vince, get your story writers busy because in 20 years at WrestleMania 50, this kid will be there. Besides, he's already got the outfit, man. I'm not going to go on because, man, I... I I want to start crying. I just want to get back with my family. With my, with my family, my girls and boys, please stand up, because you're my heroes. I love them. They gave me a second chance. God bless the WWE because they gave me one too. Thank you very much. Dude, just, <sighs> just a beautiful moment. Yeah, it got me again. Oh man, it's you know it's what's here's what's cool is in professional wrestling, it's I've heard a lot of people say <sighs> it's, it's a business where you have to be selfish to be successful, and you have to be you have to be driven and focused one one singular goal. And here you are being honored for your incredible professional accomplishments. But you close it out with what's really important in life. Just nothing short of a beautiful moment there at the Hall of Fame, Jake. That was yeah. incredible. Yeah, it was, man. God, buddy. I know I got you. Oh, Sorry. man, you got me good. <laughs> Let's get off the air, man. I don't want to sit here and cry. All right. I've only got a few more, and then we, we'll, we'll do some business, and we'll get out of here. Uh, so, Jake, following this, uh, were you hoping that you'd have an opportunity to do a little bit more with the company as, as a coach or an agent or something, or were you just like, that's that's that? I wasn't thinking about that uh, at the time. Um, I dreamed about it happening, of course, but... Uh, at the time, I wanted to stay focused on my sobriety. And uh, I didn't think I was ready to go on the road. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's a different thing when you're staying in a house where you're protected and you don't go anywhere without having somebody with you. That was the rule, uh, the sobriety rule. Don't leave the house unless you take somebody with you. And uh, everybody, everybody did that. But uh, no, uh, no way in hell that I think I was able to would have been able to go out on the road by myself. 
I think I turned around and shot myself in the foot. Was, uh, just too much can happen on the road. You know, there's too many things to deal with. And, uh, you know, let's face it, man, I, I was trying a new life. Mm-hmm. You know, life of sobriety is completely different from the rock and roll bullshit I went through. And I don't recommend it for anybody. But, uh, and dude, good on you. Good on you for seeing that and seeing, yeah. you know, being able to see yourself clearly enough to see like, hey, maybe, maybe that's not for me. No, I couldn't, I, I couldn't have done it. I mean, when I first started trying to get sober, the first thing I'd done was uh, take my driver's license and cut it up. Because I knew that if I drove a car, I, I would wind up in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I stuck with that for almost 10 years. You know, yeah. I just didn't think I was uh, strong enough. I didn't want to take that chance. You know, I, maybe I could have done it, but I didn't want to flip a coin, man. You know, because uh, sooner or later, that, that, that damn snake's going to bite you. And I've been there, and I don't want to go back, man. Life is too <laughs> friggin' sweet, man. As as we saw at the end of that clip, life life has certainly got more to offer. Oh, um, yeah. uh, just real quick, you know, you had a couple sporadic appearances with WWE following this. You'd, uh, yeah. You featured in video games. You were on that yeah. WWE story time. Um, it's safe to say at that t- time you were kind of looking for more, right? Yeah, of course. You know, you want to you want to get involved. You start feeling stronger. You start feeling like you know, hey, I can still be productive. My mind's still good. Uh, I think I could have helped them on storylines for damn sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, and I could have helped people with interviews, but they'd had enough, Jake. They'd had enough, you know, and uh, that's all right, you know. Let the new guys do it. Well, and all's well, it ends well. You wound up in AEW, and yeah. uh, and we've we wound up here on the Snake Pit. Jake, yeah, next week we're, we're running it We're running it back. We're going to do another Ask Jake thing. Uh, and, oh, God, I love those. Dude, they're so fun, and we get such cool questions. I know we've got a ton of great ones coming up here. Um, so, and it's something we're going to try to do once a month. We've got some just incredible questions. We'll try to get to all of them when we do that next week. Uh, looking forward to diving in. Uh, but Jake, before we go, I want to mention your fellow Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, you mentioned Cody Wyoming earlier, and this yeah. is where this gentleman lives, Eric Bischoff. He's got a yeah. biography out. Grateful. Um, and you, as someone yourself who's writing a biography, you know, it's, uh, I know, you know, how difficult that can be and how much time oh, yeah. that takes and thought, um, and Eric just did an, an amazing job on this one. It's, it's got a really unique format. They've got QR codes that you can scan and it'll take you to specific interviews online that kind of oh, add wow. more context to the situation. It's to my knowledge, it's never been done in a book before. Wow. So, uh, just an innovative concept from an innovative guy who changed the business. Get your copy of grateful now on Amazon or at Bishop offbook.com uh if you've got a question for jake you can ask it on twitter at snake pit pod if you want to introduce a friend or family member to the show maybe consider trying out our youtube channel at youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod we've got some bite-sized little sample clips uh to which will help you to introduce the podcast to somebody who's maybe on the fence about it uh while you're there like subscribe and hit the notifications bell so you don't miss any of the new content we're dropping there also if you've enjoyed our podcast please like subscribe and leave us a five-star review on all platforms because that helps us out a ton uh look just a reminder you can go to the snake pit and all the other shows on our network or get the snake pit and all the other shows on our network early and ad free over at adfreeshows.com starting at just nine dollars that's just 15 cents an episode each month come on what are you doing if you're not there get on there plus you can do get tons of bonus content interactive chats with your favorite hosts wrestling personalities and much more head on over to adfreeshows.com uh, get over to Jake's cameo. I know that Christmas is coming gone, but that doesn't mean that you can't have a, a little message from old well, Sam Jake, right? You know, there's a lot of people out there that forgot somebody during Christmas that they should have remembered, and you feeling like guilt. You feeling the guilt, and rightfully so. You should be ashamed of yourself for forgetting that person. So what you can do is get a cameo or go to Snake Shop. Jake the snake shop.com. Yep. All kinds of new stuff there. Awesome stuff, hot sellers. And I know that you're constantly filling the shelves over there with more new and interesting things. So go to Jake special going on right now. There is a special. And uh, let me tell you, man, everything is signed by the hall of famer himself. So come on, get over there, get yourself an autograph piece of merch that you can't get anywhere else. 
catch Jake on on Twitter at Jake Snake DDT on Instagram at Jake the Snake DDT and on Facebook at Real Jake the Snake. You can follow me at Marcus P D Angelo on Twitter. You can follow the podcast on Snake Pit Pod on all social media platforms. Jake, this was a hell of an episode. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, brother. Love you guys, fans. Buy something in the shop, man. You'll dig it. I promise. I promise you will too. And guys, we'll catch you here next time on the Snake Pit. Because my wife and I were sitting in our living room on a Friday night at eight o'clock, and we had the conversation. Hey, are we going to do that refinance? Oh yeah, I guess we need to get on that. And so I submitted an interest card online. And within 15 minutes, they were calling, taking all my preliminary information on a Friday night. So we were like, very impressed with that. The process from the start to the finish, because you know, there's a lot of steps involved with the mortgage process. And each step, it seemed like it just flowed from one step to the other without any bumps, no seams. Uh, Blake is also, we know him personally as well, but you know none of that really factored in. Uh, he was professional, he did his job, uh, he got results, and he got results quick. And let, let me just say, first of all, that it's been about eight years since we've been through this process, and we were taken aside by the fact that we have we did not set foot in an office. Everything was done electronically. This process has really just left us in shock, and uh, the fact that if you want to refinance, I mean, this process from First Family was like, like I said, it was so simple, so easy, and I would 10 out of 10 recommend.